hiya, thank you, thank you, and thank you. Oh, good. Now, where's everybody else? Uh oh, they're coming on the monorail. Oh, there are so many places to dream about. We can visit worlds that were, that could be, and those of fantasy and reality. You know, you're probably surprised to see me here, aren't you? But then there's probably a lot of places you'd be surprised to see me when you think about it. If you were driving in your car, for instance, okay? Close your eyes. You're in your car. No, close your eyes in the car. But right now, think about it. You're in your car. You're driving. And then all of a sudden, from the back seat, I just pop up and go, hey! W Radio. Your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your passport to the Disney parks, movies, and more. I am your host and your friend and your companion on this journey into the world of Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. And since 2004, when I wrote my first Walt Disney World trivia book, I wanted to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of that Disney magic wherever you are. Here on the podcast, my weekly live video every Wednesday night on Facebook, blog, events, weekly newsletter, and more. Please join the community and find everything at www.radio.com. This week, we're going from Fantasyland to Flavorland as we share 10 reasons to visit, spoiler alert, my favorite foodie event of the year, the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic. It's a whole new world of flavors as Disney dreams and delicious flavors combine for an unforgettable experience. We'll discuss some of the many reasons to attend, can't-miss items, and overlooked culinary gems and experiences, and invite you to join us at this year's event. Then stay tuned for our Disney Trivia Question of the Week and more updates at the end of the show. And if you like what you hear, please share the show and tell a friend. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. This really is the most wonderful time of the year. Why? You got Halloween, scary movies, pumpkins, and all of their spiced everythings, football, and food and wine. And I don't just mean the Epcot Festival, but even more so, spoiler alert, my favorite foodie event of the year. And I hope you're hungry not just to learn, but for some food, because today we're going to dive like fork first into a celebration that is close to my heart and my stomach, and we are going to share 10-ish reasons you need, I, I highlight those words, you need to visit the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic. It is an annual, dare I say, extravaganza that beckons foodies, wine connoisseurs, and Disney enthusiasts literally from around the globe. And if you've never experienced the culinary magic that unfolds at the Swan and Dolphin, you're in for a treat. Like, I want you to imagine a place where the magic of Disney and the allure of fine yet casual dining dance together under the twinkling Florida sky, creating this symphony of flavors and aromas and memories that will stay with you forever. So I invite you to grab a snack because you don't want to listen hungry, sit back and relax as we journey th together through the enticing gourmet laden path at the food and wine classic and joining me 
is a fellow foodie. She's more like a super foodie. Like I just eat, but she actually does this for a living. Uh, she's been a guest chef at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival in Epcot. And more importantly, she simply appreciates the the food, the wonderful food, whether it's eaten atop a, a Walt Disney World trash can lid or some of the finest dining in the area. You may remember her from Food and Wine Festival walkabouts, the best of the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays, the live review of Steakhouse 71. You see a pattern developing here. She is Ashley Coggins, and she's not just from, but is a cup of charming. Ashley, welcome back. Thank you for having me again, Lou. We, this um, is very exciting. <laughs> it is. Usually <laughs> we are out and about somewhere, and, and we have plates of food in front of us, and Harry. I've got my handheld recorder in my hand. Um, but we <laughs> we saw each other earlier today. Um, and yes. spoiler alert, like we love this event. Um, yes. We've enjoyed it not just together at, at Media Sneak Peaks like we did earlier today, but just experiencing this, experiencing this together as guests. Oh, yes. I mean, this is the quintessential to me, like food event of the year. I adore it. You have the great like fall weather of, like you said earlier in your intro of Florida, which we only get a small little preview of nice, <laughs> cool weather throughout the year that all of us suffer through summer just for these few nights that we get. And this classic is just they roll out the red carpet for every guest that comes and you have so many different varieties of food and desserts and beverages. I mean, th this team works so hard to make something for everyone. Yeah. And, and they and, produce. And and when I say 10, this is going to be sort of 10-ish. It's going to be a very casual sort of <laughs> and not sticking by the numbers because I think our conversation will just sort of, you know, beget other, other things that we add to our list. But I think – and we can almost sort of make this one of the reasons. Like they've actually – they've moved – the time of year when this mm -hmm. event happens before. It used to be in early October, which sometimes would be very hot. Every now and then you get a little, mm -hmm. little bit of rain. Then they moved it to Halloween. And some people are like, oh, come on, man, you can't put it on Halloween. And then they moved it from Halloween. They're like, why? Why'd you move it from Halloween? I was looking. But now it's in November. And I think this I is, that. yeah, I think this is going to be the sweet spot because it's, you know, we're, we're recording this in sort of almost the middle of October and it was mm -hmm. 89 degrees today. But I think once we get into that, oh God, I'm praying. Once we get into that November, <laughs> those cool fall nights outside on the causeway by the water are going to be delightful. Yes. And in, it's like a gift, you know, hoping for a breeze if we're lucky, you know, and you got the entertainment going and all this energy. It's just, it's, it's just, you, can, you have to go. I just I don't know what else to say. It's just you have to go. You have to be there. All right. But so when we talk about sort of 10 reasons, because we were just sitting there chatting today, we were sort of, you know, going back and forth. I'm like, this, wait, this is a show. We should be recording this right now. <laughs> What's the first thing that comes to mind? Like, what is the first sort of compelling reason, whether you have never been there before? And look, I think we should say on the outset, you don't mm -hmm. need to be like a super foodie to attend and enjoy this event. Like this really is an event for everybody, but what, what is sort of the thing that, that jumps out at you first? Variety. There's so many different things and it's not just small little things. It's like each dish that they make is so curated. It's almost like a little bit of, even if it's just a piece of sushi or a piece of pasta or a piece of meat, whatever you have you, 
they do it well. It's like they shrink down a miniaturized gourmet dish and just put it on the plate, even when it's just like a pretzel with cheese. Mm -hmm. And they just present it off so well. I love that you go from having, you know, Todd English's food to going to a beer tent and having like like pretzels and wings, <laughs> like you're at a Bavarian party, and then you're having like an upstage, beautiful, elegant dinner all in one walkway. Where are you going to get that? You know? And, and I agree because, and one of the things I think that's, that's important to realize, so uh, one of the reasons why I love the Swan and the Dolphin is not just for the heavenly beds and the way the lobby smells, but they have so many amazing, I think it's some of the best dining you'll find in all of Walt Disney World. And the Absolutely. food that comes from the restaurant makes it out its ways out onto the causeway. So you're talking about places like Shula's, Shula's. Todd English's Blue Zoo, Il Molino, which is some of the best Italian food in the area, Kimono's, oh, how I love your sushi so, Amare, Rosa Mexicana, which opened just, I guess, less than a year ago at yes. the Dolphin. There's also a Chinatown section, a Carnival Corner, and every year the chefs craft these special dishes that are exclusive to the event. So you're going to get a culinary experience you're not going to find elsewhere. And like you said, they're they're very innovative and, and showcase uh, a lot of what the, the chefs and the restaurants have to offer. And I was looking earlier today, there's, there's about 25 or so different food dishes. And what I love too, actually, is that they often will vary from Friday and Saturday night. Like if you're looking for a reason to make this a weekend, here's just one. I was just quickly look going through the the items on some of the menus. So Shula's Steakhouse on Friday and Saturday has this roasted heritage black Angus beef tenderloin. There's a smoking D's barbecue with smoked American lamb, smoked rib beef, Todd English's Blue Zoo, Cabana Bar and Beach Club has, uh, we had some of that today, that compressed watermelon and the marinated tomatoes and the feta cheese, which was just so light and so delicious. The Fountain, Il Molino, Kimono, Zamare, Garden Grove, Peekaboo, Rosa Mexicano, Chinatown, For the Love of Florida, which we'll talk about, the Beer Garden. The Beer Garden is not just pretzels. Poached potato dumplings with caramelized onion puree, crispy bacon, and brown butter. I'm sweating just a little bit. Uh -huh. I'm getting excited Amazing. as we're going through this, as well as a, a host of different desserts. And I love that they bring new items every single year. But every now and then you'll find a couple of classics that they'll bring back from past events as well. Absolutely. Especially that dragon roll from kimonos. <laughs> I just stand there and be like, I'm new. <laughs> Keep them coming. And they can because it's unlimited. It is. Yes. Yeah. Which we'll talk about that alone being a reason. But today we had a chance to sample some of the new items. And I, I took a quick look through the menu from the tasting that we had today. There were 16 Items that we had to choose from, 13 of them were new. So I love the fact that there are some, and we went back and forth today in terms of what some of our favorites and remarkable. So when, when you go to the festival, right, based on what you tried, you tried today, where, like, where would you go first? What's like, what would after like, cause I'm thinking about something we had today and I'm like, I want to make a beeline for this. What is like one of the, one or two of the items that you had today that, you just sort of fell in love with and asked me to go up and get you extras of at least three or four times. <laughs> Definitely the, the um, gorgonzola cheese filled angolati pasta. That was amazing. It had spice pear with walnuts, natrum flour, Nijua vinaigrette from El Molino. 
they were like little pockets of heaven. <laughs> it was it just like float floating pasta that just somebody made those by hand, you can tell. And it was just the sauce just complimented, you know, you know, pasta's soft, you know, and then they have like, you know, the walnuts and the pear with it that kind of give it comes some kind of texture there. And I could have just I just wanted the whole bowl. Can you just get me a full size dinner <laughs> serving, sir, please? <laughs> what I love about the menu and even what we saw from the tasting today is like you said earlier, you sort of alluded to the fact that there is, you'll find upscale, right? I sort of using air quotes, like upscale things like king crab, which is new, which has king crab meat and blood orange or Florida grapefruit and this crispy garlic. But you'll also find things that are more ca- casual, sort of this deconstructed Reuben sandwich, which was phenomenal, insanely good, like remarkably good. But we also have like the Italian beef sandwich. So there's sort of more casual foods. And that's why I think it really sort of appeals to a wide spectrum from purely a a culinary perspective. If you are looking for something that's a little bit more upscale as well as something a little bit more casual. Absolutely. And I think some people, that's what they want. They want something more casual or they want something elevated. And I think giving it to anybody in your party that if you go in a group, especially you're making memories of being together and it's like a party you're at that you just kill from each booth to each booth and everyone has something that they would love or want to go back for more for seconds, thirds, fourths, whatever, you know, us fifths. <laughs> uh, bring your eating pants when you go, whether they're casual or, or formal. And actually that was the first thing that I had on my list as I was sort of like brain dumping this, that I really do believe that this is the best food and wine event not just in Walt Disney World, but in the area. And that's saying a lot because the food in Orlando, not just here sort of in the Disney bubble, but going out into, you know, the Mills District and downtown Orlando, it really has sort of elevated over the past maybe three, five, even even seven years. This is the 14th year of the festival. And I do believe, we talked about this today too, I do believe it's an elevated experience over things like Flower and Garden, Food and Wine, Festival of the Arts. And even if you want to sort of attribute it more to something like a party for the senses, um, I think this is actually, and I've been to a number of parties for the senses. It is a much more elevated, um, elegant, expensive experience, right? That runs about 230 to about 360 uh, per Mm -hmm. person, has 20 entertainment, uh, sorry, 20 uh, food stations and some entertainment. But what I like about this is it, it really sort of, balances between being elegant and comfortable. It's upscale, but casual, which makes it, I think, very welcoming for anybody. Um, And even though it's outside and it's on the causeway, it's just the way it's decorated, the way it is presented, um, and and the way the the, sort of the flow of the event. I think, like you said, you could, you can get dressed up for this event, especially if you mm-hmm. want to do some of the other add-on experiences that we'll touch on. But you could also come in, you know, shorts and a polo shirt and be perfectly comfortable as well. Absolutely. And also everybody, too, the age range is is very much all over the place as well. It's everybody. Yeah. you got people that are an older, younger, mixed families having like, you know, a mixture of families and people there with their friends, people there with like on vacation, people that are local. Like it's so everybody it's there's not just one like kind of group of people that it's attracted to this event uh what was next for you sort of on your mental or actually handwritten list if you have either (laughs) (laughs) 
I want to talk about that raspberry moon dessert that we had today. <laughs> I love the fact that one of the reasons to go is a specific item on the menu. <laughs> yes, right there. I just, this is what I want to say. In the culinary world, especially pastry, there's a lot of intricate work that goes that somebody is standing there prepping for this and they're cutting out these by hand and making, you know, all these desserts. Like, I just want to give like kind of shout out to the chefs for that kind of situation and like how much is in the behind the scenes just to curate how many like thousands of these that they have to make in a night just to put out there um, so everybody can have like two per person. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, I just think that the dessert team with how they do all these little things intricately and they're using like different uh, newer fad, like I want to say procedures, as you say, you know, about how they make like ice cream right there in front of you with nitrous. And, and there it's like a show to show you how to do it, especially if you're into food stuff. A lot of people like to see how things are made. And some of these things are hands-on where people can watch the chef create their mm. dish right in front of them. So I kind of like that for me. And being able to talk to chefs too while they're there serving up their dishes and asking questions about it. And I just think it's a cool like conversation. Yeah. And that, so that was the next thing I had on my list is that it's not just limited time, but limited crowds. So this event, unlike the Epcot festivals, which now there basically is a festival going on pretty much any time of the year, which is not necessarily a bad thing. This event is limited to just two nights um, there's different menus every night, but to your point, there are limited crowds, right? So there are a very limited number of attendees, which makes it a much more, in my opinion, enjoyable and intimate experience compared to something that's on a larger scale like Epcot Food and Wine. So it it they do a, it does a number of different things. It it avoids the event being overly crowded. You can move a lot more freely and comfortably through the different areas. You never feel rushed. You never feel cramped like you're not going to be able to see and do it all. But I think that the smaller scale also gives you more personalized attention. It ensures that you get attention from the chefs and the sommeliers and the staff, which really improves the experience because I think you're you're encouraged to interact and talk with the chefs and the expert, which I think especially if, you're, if you don't consider yourself a foodie, it makes this sort of borderline slash upscale culinary world more approachable and enjoyable. And I think it's not just about, you know, consuming food for the sake of eating, but this atmosphere promotes learning and discovery in a fun and engaging and very sort of relaxed manner. Like you said, you you can talk, you're encouraged to sort of talk to the chefs and don't feel like they are rushing you or you're getting rushed by a line of guests behind you. Exactly. The um, One of the things I've always noticed, and, and this is sort of true for the Swan and Dolphin as, as a whole, is you get very focused service there. Like it's very, very service focused, which, which is what I love about that event. Plus it's a very, it's because it's on sort of the causeway in the middle of the Swan and Dolphin, as well as the areas in the front of both resorts. Um, it's a much more comfortable environment too. You know, it, it's shorter lines, you know, usually there's not just more than a couple of people in front of you because there's not transactions happening for each time you go up. It, it's a much faster experience too, because it's a pay one price. You've got your wristband. So the flow is much quicker as well. And I like this, the idea that it, it's intimate, it's relaxed, and there there is a little bit of exclusivity that comes with it due to the limited 
um, attendance. And I think it allows the Swan and Dolphin and the chefs and the staff to focus on or even really have a, a heightened focus on quality and personal engagement and, and sort of makes it really a, a standout choice. Absolutely. And another thing about that too, for if you go to a, something like this and you've always been afraid to try something new, like a new alcohol, like a new champagne, for instance, or a uh, Japanese whiskey, they have sommeliers and different um, beverage ambassadors that are there, like you were saying, that could to talk you through or, you know, help you pair something. And that's interesting too, like where, you know, sometimes things are out of people's price point. Like you don't want to spend $100 on a bottle of champagne per se, but you can try one that night if you want to and see if it's something that you would buy for a special occasion in the future, maybe for another event. And that's what the champagne room is. <laughs> that's one of the things that um, we really enjoy going in there. They have a really cool uh, kind of crooners, like Michael Buble style singer in there. Last year they had him and the year before that they had like a jazz trio. And that room is very atmospheric. They have like pink and blue lighting and balloons hanging everywhere. There's a really cool like photoshopped little area to take like a cool picture together with your group. And they have all different um, stations there for different like types of champagnes, rosés, things like that. And that's a really fun space that's unique, I think, that adds to also the, the flair of the fest that they're doing. Yeah. So and and those things are included with your um, the, the price of admission. is It's different than some of the seminars and other educational offerings that they have. But what right? Obviously, the entertainment that is available um, and just sort of happening all around you is wonderful. So on the causeway, you'll have a number of different bands from Motown and blues and dance music from the '60s up until today. And in some of those places, like the Rose, so the Rose Room is going to be new this year. They have a pop strings trio in the for the love of florida themed area a little bit more relaxed a little bit laid back and at one of the vip parties they have the american sirens with jazz and reimagined classics so wherever you go you know you sort of get these different vibes different feels and and you'll sort of find your place that you like to just sort of hang out if you want to be close mm -hmm. to the band and sing along and dance and you can be if you want to be in some of those quieter areas or even some of those indoor spaces that have this different type of entertainment, you have that option as well. I'm just here for the food. I'm not like, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like the music is a nice add on, but one of the things I had on my list as, as a reason to go for some people, I think when, when you see it, it, they say, well, this is a reason not to go. And, and I think the fact that it is a, a single priced event that has unlimited offerings is a great value. You're going to say, Bungello, what are you talking about? It's $185 per person. It is. But I think there's a lot of value for attendees. And here's reasons why. Look, if you're going to go to Epcot and you're going to, you know, eat slash drink your way around the world, which is very difficult to do on a single night, one, because it's incredibly crowded, two, because it takes a long time because you have those individual transactions and you're going, it can get very expensive. Like it can be a very, very yes. expensive. Especially evening. if you're not a pass holder and you use paid admission to get into the park at a peak time. Exactly. Exactly. Here it is the single price. And I think one, and we talked about this today too. I think we, we keep sort of using word like it's an elevator experience. I think the food that is being served is 
it showcases premium dishes and beverages that are crafted by these chefs. So I think you get access to a very high quality gourmet level food and drinks that would cost significantly more if you order them separately at some of the upscale restaurants and bars, including the ones in the Swan and Dolphin. Um, there's a, a, a obviously a, a wide variety of options. Did I mention unlimited food and drink. So you don't have to worry about, well, let's just skip this because I don't want to wait online. I don't want to spend the 12, 13, $14, you know, in, in Italy, in, in Epcot, but you can go here and get, you know, a number of different options from Il Molino. You can go back over and over again. So you get these exclusive tastings and unique creations that are specifically crafted for the event. Um, yes, there's some add-on things that you can do too, but the entertainment is included as as well. There's lots of seating everywhere, um, which sometimes at food and wine festival is, is a little bit uh, different to a uh, little, little bit difficult to get. And I think, you know, I, I, I talk about this being one of my favorite events, not just culinary, but sort of favorite events of the year, because I always sort of walk away from these with memories that I take with me. You know, I think back to certain events and people that I went with, things that I tried. I remember the first time they had the carnival there and the first day they had Chinatown town there and some of the different, you know, when Todd English is there all the time and you could sort of spend some time with a celebrity chef, um, you can sort of really customize your experience too. So if you want, if you want to even add on to that with some of the educational um, experiences and seminars and, and VIP access to certain areas, certain areas before and later on in the night, you can do that too. But I honestly think actually that that $185 person, while it might sound like a little bit of sticker shock at the beginning, if you go and you enjoy it for the, the event runs from 530 till nine, I, I, I have never left feeling that I didn't get my money's worth. I can agree with that. I do. And I feel like it's a good date night as well. If it's like you're celebrating in the, or something like that. I know a lot of people that come to Disney, they're coming for someone's birthday or an anniversary or a family reunion or something like that. And if you wanted to, if you're going to do Epcot food and wine, you know, th this could be supplemented for that. And you're going to get more for your money, I think, than you would if spending like how everything you broke down was perfectly said. It's true. And you're not always guaranteed to get the item you want, because I do notice, especially on the weekends, the lines are getting more and more hefty in World Showcase. And with this, you're not going to have that kind of a situation. And you have more variety of, of like moving through the different scenes that they have there too of staging that they have set up between Chinatown and the carnival and the beer garden and the champagne room. So you have way more value of different places and placements that you would have to enjoy yourself and have a relaxing thing where you're not going to be on top of people that you can casually peruse or you can get a game plan together and grab a couple of plates together and meet up and try things together. It, it's a fun environment that you don't feel overwhelmed and yeah. feeling like the walls are closing in on you. Yeah. It, there's something cozy and comfortable about this too. And and I love again, outside, especially like when golden hour hits, like it's beautiful out there and it is, there's, Oh, you can always sort of find a place to sit. You know, there's rounds, there's, there's high tops, there's some, you know, other comfortable seating, even like around the pool area, which is really, really nice. And, and, and that sort of, again, we keep using words like intimacy and, and comfortable, but that those are really the things that I love about the event. And to a certain degree, you know, that that is part of what you're paying for too. Right. And people are all having a good time. 
People are dancing, they're drinking, they're having fun. <laughs> they're all together singing the songs they know. It, it's a really fun environment too. And I, there's times where people, you know, the, with the taller tables that you just set, stop out for a minute, you're with strangers sometimes. And it's kind of fun, like talking like, oh, did you try this dish? And you should go get that over there. Where did you get that? You know, you're just people are on vacation having fun or they're local having a night out. It's just a fun, fun thing. But it's a little bit different too, because... <laughs> Go with me here. You know, in, in Epcot, if it's a Saturday night and you're walking around and you see this gaggle of people walking by and they're wearing sombreros or Viking hats, you know, it's probably not going to end well for them. Yeah. And it's, it is, it's just a different <laughs> feel that it has too. Again, it's, it's a little bit more relaxed. Um, you know, it's family friendly, but you don't really see, you know, there's not a lot of kids that are there, but certainly you can bring right. kids. I've brought my kids, my kids are, are both foodies. So I've brought them in the past as well too. And, and they, and that, which sort of leads me into the next thing, which is on my list, which is you talked about this being a great place for a date night. I actually look at the food and wine classic as a perfect reason slash excuse for a staycation or taking a long weekend or even as a destination event. So if you're looking to, if you are a foodie or want to be one, you can say, hey, let's go and spend a couple of days at the, the Swan and Dolphin. They have discounted room rates, right? So if you're staying, right. if you have tickets to the event, you get discounted room rates at the Swan and Dolphin. In addition to the Food and Wine Classic, there's 23 restaurants and lounges, six pools, the Mandara Spa. You were then walking slash boat distance from Epcot, and the food and wine, if you're still hungry, the food and wine festival is still going on <laughs> and Disney's Hollywood studios. And, you know, I, I love as, as a local, we've done this before. We've done like staycations. We've stayed at the view, the new, um, the new sort of smaller resort across the street from the Swan and Dolphin, which we absolutely love because it really does feel like a bit of a getaway, but you're still close enough to access everything. So I, I like the idea of making the food and wine classic a date night, a date weekend, or sort of a reason for a destination vacation. Absolutely. Anything, what else is on your list? Or are you going to go back to the raspberry dessert again, which is fine. You can repeat. Uh, if raspberry dessert. I'm telling you, don't sleep on that raspberry moon dessert. Everybody. I'm not a go. sweets guy, but today I was. Oh, today he was everyone. <laughs> um, you were talking previously too about there's like, there are also the seminars that, that are being held prior to the event. I've gone to a couple of them in the past. Um, one of them I, I liked was the base to bubbles. So they had like a master sommelier coming in um, to teach you all about the regions of France that make champagne. And then you got to do a pairing of each champagne and what the grape comes from to fruition and how they produce it. Like some people want to nerd out to that kind of thing. I did and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then they have like things, if you just want to have a good time and make pasta, they have that too. So if that's something extra that you wanted to do to further your enjoyment of your evening, that's a great way to kick off the night. Yeah, I um, I really like this, this add-on aspect to it um, because whether you want to learn about or expand your knowledge of wine or beer or spirits, or like you said, learn how to make pasta with an executive chef or... You know, look, you know, I don't know anything about pairing beverages and how to pair the perfect wine to the perfect meal. You have certified sommeliers and chefs who are there to create an event that is 
when I say inclusive, it is it caters to both food and wine connoisseurs as well as casual food lovers, making sure that everybody can find something to enjoy. So you talked about the base to bubbles. Um, I, you know, I'm not a huge drinker, but every now and then, you know, a glass of wine is nice. Uh, a, a year or two ago, I went to the um, the sommelier led um, wine pairing and and wine blending so you can figure out what you should serve or at least order when you go out so you don't look slash feel ridiculous. Uh, they have something. I want to go to this just because I think the name is funny. It's better to wine in Italian. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you can go through the three main wine regions of Italy and showcase the passion that that Italians have for wine and how it it's influenced by the food and how to sort of um, uh, keep to tradition and create your own traditions and pair those as well. There's also uh, a beer please seminar, a craft cocktail seminar. You talked about the pasta making as well. There's also a couple of other like premium experiences as well. So there is a grand tasting that runs on Saturday from two to two forty five. They have a welcome reception. Then two forty five to five is a grand tasting, which is a master sommelier led experience that has the champagne reception, three flights of very elite wines, a chef's table menu pairing from the executive chef who was there. There's also a VIP champagne and dessert party Saturday night. As the event is coming to an end, you go from 8.30 to 10 p.m. over to the Swan Reserve for a VIP dessert pairing reception up at um, uh, at, up at the view, up at the, the top of the, the reserve, which is on the 15th floor of the ballroom, which we were at today, which has ridiculously beautiful views of not just Epcot, but all four parks. So you can sort of plus up your experience, however much or as little as you want to. And it sort of goes back to this idea of, you know, you can sort of make this event your own, whether you want to sort of just mm -hmm. go casually with friends or spouse or family, whatever it is, or if you want to sort of make this, you know, a culinary and, you know, wine slash cocktail slash beer sort of focused event, you have the, the option to do it and everything is led right there at the resort. It is. And I feel like the whole team there, they do such a great job of just putting things together. They make it look like it's such a flawless thing. And and all the different team members that are out there, like interacting with you and putting on the show, as they say, it just, I just enjoy this experience so much. And I, I just, there's just so much to say that we've said already that it's a great experience. You're going to have a fun time. The food is going to be superb, like amazing, superbly, like amazing. Like yeah. I, I, I can't relate it enough. And it's just so many different things. Like I just, it's like you go from pasta to beef to pretzel to like, you know, chicken wings. We left that night eating chicken wings <laughs> with blue cheese, you know, and then they have guacamole with chips and you're like, oh, this is great. At the end of the night, you're just like eating that on the way out. You know? And all these sort of themed areas too, right? Like last year they right. had sort of the... um there's a beer garden one year. There's the Chinatown section. There was the carnival section, which they had right. sort of the upscale Bavarian carnival tent. foods. Um, yeah. Didn't they? I think last year they had sort of a little, uh, was it like a Mexican themed area? Like with, with and the they food had trucks. entertainment for that yeah. as well. And they were making like, oh gosh, what was it? There was some specialty. It was like, by, they were making it right then. And there. I can't remember if it was like a taco or some kind of... Um, 
quesadilla or something, but they were making it right there in front of you. And there was a little line for that because those were like literally on the grill being made right there per person. So that was a little longer, but they had like awesome music there too. Yeah. And that's the thing too, like with all of the food at the festival, like every, every single thing, not just there, but even in, in the resort restaurants, everything is made on property. Like the scratch kitchens there, it's made right there. And you can, you really can sort of taste the difference. Um, and yeah, you know, the other thing too, I wanted, we were talking about sort of walking the thing. The other thing too, I forgot to mention is maybe I did is it's not just interacting with the, the chefs that are, but there's also like celebrity chefs that are there too. Um, they have some, Todd English is there every year. Um, Blue Zoo yeah. for years was like my go-to restaurant at Walt Disney world. He's there usually both nights every year, like very approachable, like very nice guy. And you can also talk to him, you know, not just about blues or his restaurants or what he's serving tonight. But I love the fact that he is not up on a stage somewhere. He is literally like in front of the tables, like serving food, talking to guests. Uh, There's, you don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to get online for anything. He is just there sort of literally like working his booth. Yes. And he's so funny. He is so funny. Like he'll just like, you know, he's like, He's like, he, he was last year when he was joking around about like, well, it better not, we never not get any more hurricanes. Cause I, I, I don't want to have to not be able to fly out here for this and miss everything. Cause it was like a storm literally like, I think three or four days beforehand yeah. when we got some rare November storm and he was joking about possibly missing his flight to come down here. So he's such a real like down to earth guy, like, and so approachable. Uh, do you have anything else on your list that we, we gave up on the numbering system a long time ago? Yes. But- Pretty much, I think we said everything. It's just trying new things, trying elevated, wonderful beverages that you may have not ever had before or something that's like more expensive that you wanted to try that you never had before, you know, and we had a lot of new dishes today that I have to say that it's just so hard to pinpoint because everyone was just so great. Yeah. A couple of just quick things that I will, I, I want to mention too is um, every year, including this year, they have a number of sustainable and local offerings. They like to to uh, use locally sourced ingredients and promote environmental consciousness and support for local producers and suppliers, not just in sort of the micro micro breweries. But we tried a couple of things today, like a Seminole pumpkin fry bread, which was I'm not a sweets guy, but I'm learning. And the um, the butter poached base gallops with that Florida corn today. Uh, you, I think you had like five plates in your hands of that. So many. I'm, I'm and not... now I need to go scalloping in Crystal River. <laughs> Let's go live from Crystal River. Let's do it. I, do you know I've never been? <gasps> I know. You got to do that. I don't get out of the bubble. It's fun. <laughs> not in the Florida sun, but you know, maybe on a different not day. Not in the middle of, of the, <laughs> the summer. But um, look, actually, I think sort of the, the big takeaway is that there's something at this event for everybody, whether you are a first time sort of foodie or if you really sort of consider yourself uh, very much and and enjoy some upscale food um, there are well, the other thing we should mention too it's very accessible right it's it there's vegan vegetarian gluten-free dairy-free you don't have to go to the chef and ask them to make you something there are a, a number of items specifically on the menu there's a lot of different mish mish that's a combination of meat and fish is mish (laughs) (laughs) meat and fish and and vegetarian options if you're not a drinker that's okay they have non-alcoholic options for you as well there's like great merch on the the causeway as well Uh, I, i think it's it's really it's a fun 
um, way to sort of unlock this this world of of different sort of culinary delights and and tastings, like you said, without having to worry about buying and trying something that you might not enjoy. You can um, sample a little bit of everything in this very comfortable and intimate yet personalized um, environment. Um, so I think that whether you're looking for you know, a, a special evening with friends or loved one or loved ones, uh, or you want to sort of make a, a weekend for it. Um, I, I'm going to be there. <laughs> My plan is to be there both, <laughs> both nights this year because one night, um, was not enough. And I, I sort of, I've been saying to our community, like, let's just go, like, let's go together. If you've never been before, this is the year that I think we should go together. I don't have any sort of like specific meetup plan. There's no event, but my plan is to go definitely on Saturday, trying to go on Friday as well. Um, but it's an opportunity for us to go and, you know, do exactly what we're saying here. Just enjoy the night on the causeway together. Dare I say, indulge a little bit in a very sort of magical and flavorful evening. Yeah, with 200 plus wine, beer and spirits, there's got to be something. <laughs> be responsible. Drink <laughs> responsibly, please. <laughs> um. Thank you very much again. I'm excited to see you again. You obviously have to be there when we go because you make yes. the event um, so much more fun. The, look, food is best enjoyed when it is shared with friends. It is why gathering around the table is is not just about the food that is placed on it, but it's the people that are around it. Uh, tell people where to find you. Tell people what you do and where they can find you. I don't mean like your home address, but like on social. <laughs> or you can give your home address and... and you know, good luck. Oh, well, well, my, my regular day job is I work in a culinary, a, a culinary food hall, one of the original ones out in Orlando called East End Market. That's my, my regular day job. I am the general manager of there and I also run the kitchen, the commissary that's also there. And um, for my fun foodie stuff, I have my own website and it's called acupacharming.com. And on there, I have different travel things and recipes, and I'm on Instagram mostly, so that's where you can find me if you want to come out and say hi. Um, I do go to the parks every once in a while, too, and I like to have a day out there, especially when the weather's like it's been the last couple of days nice and cool, and uh, come hang out. Say hi. And East End Market may sound familiar to you because that is the home of not just a number of great sort of food stalls and stations, but it's also the home of the original Gideon's Bakehouse, which is still there. And sometimes yes. the lines at Gideon's in Disney Springs are so long, it literally would take me less time to drive to East End Market, get my Gideon's from there, and drive back home. Absolutely. And we don't have a virtual queue, so you just come on <laughs> in and say hi. <laughs> and you might run into Steve, or you might run into Steve, who's there all the time as well, too. So. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Last question. If you could close your eyes and snap your fingers and have anything on the food and the food and wine classic menu that we tried today, other than the raspberry dessert, because you've eaten all those already, what would the one thing be? Let's do the Reuben sandwich deconstructed. I think that's going to be it. Ashley Coggins, thank you so very much. I hope to see you and I hope to see you, our friend who is been sitting around the table with us at the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic Friday and Saturday, November 10th and 11th. You can get your tickets, obviously, by going to foodandwineclassic.com. It's 
It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details and what you see, hear, or remember. And if you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. And this week's trivia contest is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's and my family's number one meal kit. And here are three reasons why you need to try HelloFresh at home. One, it is a huge time saver. And look, I love this time of year, but there's a lot going on. The holidays are coming up. The kids are back in school. But HelloFresh makes making a home-cooked dinner actually doable with quick and easy options, including their 15-minute meals, which is less time than it takes to get delivery from a food delivery service. And with everything pre-portioned and delivered right to the door every week, it really is a no-brainer. Two, Let's talk fall flavors, because the only thing better than the weather outside is the smell and the taste of the food inside. And HelloFresh Market has all kinds of add-ons to help you enjoy the season's limited-time fall flavors lineup. Things like apple cider cake with caramel sauce, barbecued pulled pork nachos, and of course, do not forget, you have to try the mini pumpkin cheesecake, which alone might be converting me into a sweets guy after all. And number three, we all know that HelloFresh takes the hassle out of mealtime, but did you also know that it could save you money? HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. That means less stress in your day and more money back in your pocket. We love HelloFresh at my house, not just because it tastes good and the money saving, but it really is like getting a mystery box in the mail every week filled with recipes that we might not have ever thought of before, and the portion sizes are perfect. It's a money and time saver, and more importantly, the meals are delicious. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 50WDW, 50WDW, and use code 50WDW for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50WDW, and use code 50WDW for 50% off plus free shipping, and see why it's not just my, but America's number one meal kit. Now, before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I didn't necessarily mean it to be snack-related. It was more Rocketeer-related, although there were snacks involved, because I asked you to tell me, what is the name of the Rocketeer-inspired snack location in Walt Disney World? It's in Disney's Hollywood Studios. It is a great snack location, especially in the summer when you need a little bit of sugar, a little bit of caffeine, and something cold because the answer is, of course, PV's Polar Pipeline located just around Echo Lake near Hollywood and Vine. Now, PV, P-E-E-V-Y, refers to A. PV Peabody, who is a character from the 1991 film The Rocketeer and was played by actor Alan Arkin. He's an aircraft mechanic and best friend of Cliff Secord, who was played by Billy Campbell, and helps him once they find the mysterious jackpot. Anyway, it's an overlooked great film, The Rocketeer, and the snack location includes things like frozen Cokes and frozen lemonades, a few other flavors. And if you are 21 and older and so inclined, you can also add a shot of, uh, I think, Jack Daniels and rum and vodka. Anyway, there are great details and props inspired by the film in the area behind the registers and machines. But anyway, last week, you were playing for a prize package that includes, but is not limited to, a new WW Radio keychain and a bonus mystery prize. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is CZ Hilton. So CZ, congratulations. 
I will get your prize package out to you right away. And if you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So have you been listening to and hopefully enjoying our shows from the archives that release into the feed every Thursday? Did you get a chance to listen to the history of Halloween at the Disney parks with my friend, the late Jim Corcus last week? If so, you should know the answer to this not-so-spooky question. What year was the first Halloween party held in Walt Disney World? What year did they hold the very first Halloween party? Not necessarily a quote-unquote not-so-scary Halloween party, but what year was the first Halloween party held in Walt Disney World? You have until Sunday, October 22nd at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. Again, this week you're going to play for a WW Radio keychain and a Halloween-themed Disney bonus mystery prize. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I'd love to hear from you. If you've ever been to the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic, if you're planning on going this year, come be part of the community and conversation over in the WW Radio Clubhouse at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. Talk not just about this week's show, but anything you want to discuss in the Disney, Marvel, or Star Wars universe. You can also connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello. On all social, you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1 with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks. Or if you have a question you'd like me to answer on an upcoming episode, just email me, lou at www.radio.com. Speaking of community, more like family, thanks to everyone who is part of the WW Radio Nation family. I sincerely appreciate you and the love and the support and the friendship and the help that you give to me and the show, and I love being able to give back to you each and every month. You do so much, not just for WW Radio, but for our Dream Team Project, which directly benefits the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Plus, I love being able to give back to you every month with scavenger hunts and group video calls, get access to our private Facebook group, the shirts, stickers, monthly care packages from the parks, early access and discounts to special events, and much more. Plus, you can help to support the show for as little as a dollar per month. I want to thank some new and longtime members of the Nation family, including Tierney Howell, Joe Luke, Mitch Daniels, Michael, and Eric Herman. You help bring every episode of the show to life, every live broadcast. They are all thanks to and because of you. If you want to find out how you can help the show, you can visit www.radio.com slash support. Speaking of community and family, as much as I love connecting with you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. Please check out our events page at www.radio.com slash events for a list of upcoming events and group cruises, including our next meet of the month on Saturday, October 28th. You heard this week, I'll be at the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic, November 10th and 11th. We have our WW Radio Night at Jollywood Nights at Disney's Hollywood Studios on Monday, November 20th. And we have not one, but two cruises coming up, including our five-night Halloween on the high seas on the Disney Magic with a stop at Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point. That leaves from Fort Lauderdale October 21st through the 26th, 2024. And our seven-night Western Caribbean cruise 
on the brand new Disney treasure with stops in Cozumel, Grand Cayman, Jamaica, and Disney's Castaway Key. That is going to be a lot of fun. New ship. It's our WW Radio 20th anniversary. Again, to find out more, get a free no obligation quote. You can visit www.radio.com slash events. And for any and all these events and for any or really all of your upcoming visits to Disney destinations around the globe, please visit our friends over at mousefantravel.com. They are my official and recommended travel provider. It's who I personally used for more than 18 years. It's who I recommend to you because it's who I trust. The level of personal attention and service is unmatched, and it all comes at no cost to you. You can visit them over at mousefantravel.com. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Share a link to this or your favorite episode, and please tag me at Lou Mangiello so I'm sure that I see it. And please take a second to rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Southern Raised 0722 who says... WW Radio is the hands-down greatest podcast ever made without question. Lou leaves you wanting more with every episode in my house and in my car. You're for sure to hear Lou Mangello on this amazing podcast all the time. Southern Rays, thank you so much. I'm not sure if you can hear the smile that you just put on my face. That is incredibly nice and very, very kind of you. And don't forget to join me this and every Wednesday night for WW Radio Live. Come be part of the community and conversation Live on Facebook every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com. And finally, my friend, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, None of this happens without you. I want you to know for whatever it is worth that I am grateful to you and for you every single day and the life that you have blessed me with and given me with and that I get to share with you through the show. If there's ever anything that I can do to help you, please reach out and let me know. And of course, always remember to choose the good. You have the power to make a positive difference, to inspire others, and to create a ripple effect of kindness and compassion. One person, one day, one act at a time. I love you. I appreciate you. See ya. Hi, Lou. This is Catherine from Massachusetts, and I just finished your archive S. Episode number 748 about the top 10 spooky spots in Walt Disney World. And you hit most of the ones that I thought of. Particularly appreciated Snow White. I think I am one of the reasons why they had to change the name to Scary Adventures. Because let me tell you, my little five-year-old self was terrified on that ride. But one that I thought of, that since you guys threw in some uh, extinct attractions, I think this is okay. One that I thought of was during the original Journey into Imagination with Figment and Dreamfinder, when they did the literature room and they did a ghost story, and I remember Figment is like trying to hold the door, and the door is like pulsing with something strange behind it. I always found that to be a very spooky one, too. So I wanted to add that to the list. And throw back way back to top ten places we'd like to sleep. You had hit mine. I think it was Tim who said Swiss Family Treehouse. I would totally love to sleep there. But my son had one that he wanted me to tell you, which was that he wants to sleep in Club 33 because that means he got into Club 33. And I thought that was genius. So thanks for everything you do. Uh, Choose the good, everybody, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.